Hello and welcome to episode 66 of the Flames Fancast, the second episode of the 2021-22 season, where the first episode is going to be very contradictory to this one. But before we begin, the first thing I want to say, as I always say at the end of the shows, is thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate that. I always say at the end, I'm going to say that at the beginning. Tonight, I'm doing it. Way to go, Tyler. Thank you. The next thing I want to say is that podcasting can be hard because you are not expecting the Flames to go on a five-game road trip and collect 10 points from those. So that's difficult because our last episode (laughs) would not have indicated in any shape or form that that was going to happen. But it did, and I think, uh, you know what? I... I am happy about that, extremely happy about that. And I know in our last show we talked about how... If I may interject... You may. Because I feel like I need to interject here. I'd like to personally apologize for Tyler's comments in the last episode where he called management a scandal <laughs> and he, he thought that there was no vision. And, you know, shame on you. Absolutely shame on you that the, you thought that there was no direction in this team, that you absolutely thought that management has no idea what they're doing, and that Sutter was out of his element. So, Tyler, like I apologize on behalf of Tyler to our loyal listeners that every single comment he made turned out to be the exact opposite in the last five games, and that's karma for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in fairness, I wasn't that far behind you. like i'm just as guilty as you are in that aspect i mean we look like absolute idiots oh yeah but i mean that's a good way that is the podcasting world because you can only work with what you've got we recorded immediately after the anaheim game which which is a which is a bit of a podcasting faux pas because you're you're a little hot under the collar you've just watched the game you know emotions are running high and it's uh, it's that visceral gut reaction that you're spewing into a microphone and then it's churning passion. out. It, it is called passion. It's called passion. It's but the I, same I, passion I, you get when you can't open that pickle jar and you got to start fucking hitting the bottom of that jar in order to open that pickle it's jar. It's the same passion the that a hu- husband says jar. to his wife. She was just looking really good. You know that that that. I had to you do took it. it. You took it to the next level. I took it to the next level, but like and ruined everything that we just talked about. Listen, it's no longer funny. You know, there are many people that get divorced. We're past that average age of divorce. So we're actually in the clear, you know, because they've like people our age have already gone through it statistically. Um, <laughs> before we venture off into the relationship space, <laughs> let's get back on track here. Uh, I mean, just wow. It was, it was uh, what a fucking road trip that was. Five and oh. Absolutely. Wow. I mean. Can't wow, get any wow, better. Wow, wow, uh, Let's start off with... Let's start from the back. Let's yeah. start in goal. So, we... Wow. So far... Okay, but hang on. Loyal listeners know we've had an episode where we've been so praiseworthy of the Flames. And I'm not saying we wield the stick of success or failure for this club in, our, in this living room. But I will say this. Let's not get... Let's not get carried away. Right. But, okay. You know, if you look at the schedule as well, for better or for worse, coming up after this homestand, we've got seven games on the road. Yeah. And if we go 7-0 and for that, watch out. Like, Yeah, okay. But, all right. Again, you you, you already fucking ruined it. Like, stop it. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Okay. Start from the back. I'm happy. Let's start with, let's start with Markstrom. Okay. Absolutely. So, from the back. I'm happy, obviously very happy with Markstrom. Looked incredibly solid. Had two shutouts. Two shutouts, 3-0 and on the road. And, I mean, to me, we have a situation where we have our bona fide number one. We've been, kind of, we've been saying this for a while. But number two, it was nice to know that we could have a backup come in and play well. I think... I think Vladar knows his. Well, we we're not even talking about Markstrom, but I think Vladar knows his role. I think we need to talk about both synonymously. And he's accepted his role, whereas you know, last year David Riddick didn't quite. I, for lack of a better term, I think he felt betrayed by the Flames organization. And as he should have, because what kind of a really though? But was is he good enough? But you tell me, what kind of a chance is like basically a season? Not even. 
It wasn't really a season, was it? I mean, I feel like goalies don't get those that kind of length of chance anymore because you look at you look at a Bennington and you look at a Matt Murray when he came in to replace Flurry and you look at I'm I'm out of examples at this. But point. I guess like but they come in immediately and they make an impact, right? You're, but you're waiting for that lightning in the bottle moment for this guy. When in reality he wasn't even like he wasn't that bad. In reality he wasn't that bad, but he never had a lightning in a bottle moment. I know, but do we is that the standard now to become the number one? I think I mean, that's the standard to be a top goalie in the NHL. Okay, but did Markstrom like? And I'm just asking Markstrom this. Markstrom is of a top goalie in the NHL. I, I realize that's that. why we signed him. But did he have that lightning in a bottle moment I, with the Canucks? I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. I mean, you. I don't know. Like, I think number one, yeah. Like the the shuffling between the two is great. Obviously, Riddick didn't cut it. Like, I'm not arguing that. Obviously, but I think the chemistry and the roles are very clear. Yeah. I think that's I think that's a great point to make. And I think that Vladar knows his job and he knows how he has to perform and he knows how he wants to perform and he goes out and does it. And and I think too part of that is because he's actually a skillful guy. And this tandem is I think the exact kind of tandem we need in the net. So like unlike we said in last episode I, we we were positive of the Vladar no, signing. No, I mean in we fairness. didn't we didn't say anything bad about the goaltending. No, in but we said bad things about Treliving. But he he got this one right, which we did say last time. And but he did get this one right, and I think it's just panned out. And you know this improved play from Markstrom. That Pittsburgh game being my prime example, uh, forty five shot shutout, and and these weren't. He made amazing saves, two on ones, closing things down. That that paddle save which is perhaps save of the season so far um he had an amazing game and it's just when your goalie plays like that and then you come out and get i can't remember five goals right it was five goals on the other end granted we seem to get a bit of puck luck but wow he played well and he played well that entire road trip and then it's just there is a, we'll get into this later, but there is a culture and a dynamic shift in this team that is visible. I'm going to disagree. I think it's... <laughs> later, it's later. Not a, yeah, we'll get into later, but yeah. Let's, Anything let's else? not forget to talk about Anything, it. Well, I don't think we will. Anything else on goalies? I just think it's... Markstrom just gives me comfort when I watch him. As a fan. So, like, as a fan, if I'm seeing that, I think as a player, you're even more confident that you can, you know, you can take a risk. And as a defender, you can make that bombing rush up. And you, you can rest assured that at least if there's, like, an odd man rush, which we haven't really seen many against us, uh, you know that Markstrom's there. And there's a decent chance he's going to save it. And so, like, to me, that is such a, I don't know, it's a relieving feeling. He just he looks reassured. Yeah. And he looks And the team looks reassured. strong and confident and you know to your point earlier about how you feel confident in him as a fan. Kind of as players you're coached to never get down on the goalie, always support the goalie and you you do still kind of see that like everyone comes out, you know, the the stick to the pads kind of thing, but when they embrace Markstrom now or when they interact with Markstrom now, it just seems like that's genuine like wow, I believe in this guy. Yeah. Exactly. And there is that slight level of difference that you can tell and you know that seems to be flowing through the team freely which is uh a breath of fresh air to be frank but it it is it is wonderful wonderful fantastic to see but not getting ahead of myself markstrom has been the best goalie in the league so far okay See, you're you're doing it again. And like, what? Where do you come up with this shit? Like, why? Okay, maybe maybe in the last five games he was. Yeah, he had, that's why I said so two, far it's early. Okay, but listen, absolutely, it's early. There it's, has to be a little bit of cage rattling this podcast. Jesus okay, Christ. I am full on the we are we are great. Yeah, you're you're we fucking, are we you're are in the, the best. Great train. Yeah, we're winning the we're winning the cup. Like seriously, man. Like you got to learn your lessons here. Like I realize. I know. That I know. In your I know. I know. Life that seems to not be any case, but in mine too. <laughs> well. Wow. Next topic. <laughs> D. Let's talk about D. I think this is the most impressive change on the team. I'd agree too. I mean, we lost Geo. Um, we. 
our our biggest addition, Zadorov, is benched, and we still look like. I mean, you sent me that stat. The numbers don't lie, as you'd say. Math doesn't lie. Math. Does our not defensive lie. numbers are pretty much top shelf in the NHL. People who deny statistics need to get their heads checked. However, in this case, our statistics are as follows. Please fill the air as I find this picture. I mean, the main thing about it is that the loss of Geo, the addition of Zadorov, the addition of Goodbranson, um, Shillington emerging as a bona fide, I think, top four player for us, and just the consistent play of our, for, well, Rasmus Anderson, really. Right. But So here's, here's our uh, MSG post of this. Uh, before our game against the Rangers. Or was it after? No, it was before. Anyway. Flames Hot Defense is what it's titled. And they post four different stats today. Or, sorry, in this, uh, in this picture. So, we rank number one in the NHL as, uh, for rush chances against. So, basically, we stop every single chance ever. So we're clogging the neutral zone, clogging but we don't zone. look like we actually are. Yeah, it, which is weird because, like, because Sutter, you would, yeah, you Sutter. would think <laughs> you would think it's a total trap type of tactic, but really, I don't see it. Maybe I'm blind. Uh, the second statistics that's been that's posted here is rebound chances against. So we're number five in the league on that. The third statistic is uh, slot passes against. So we shut down the slot pretty good, apparently. We're fifth in the league for that. And the last one is dumping recoveries with exit. And we're number four in the league for that. And that one, I would attest to Sutter's simplistic approach to the game. And I don't mean that in any bad way whatsoever. It's just a matter of once the puck enters the zone from a dump in, do the smart play, get it out simply, use the boards, one touch. You know, it's something simple, right? And that's Sutter. Sutter is a shutdown, keep it simple, lots of pucks on net. If I were to summarize it at a very high level, that's Sutter hockey, right? And grind, obviously. Just, I mean, very impressive statistics, right? Being I mean, in the top five in the NHL for... Just the eye test. Everyone is passing the eye test as well. Um, they look good. They look strong. We look like we're keeping control of the puck well, distributing the puck well shutting down opposition chances extremely well. Uh, and backed up by this is, of course, Markstrom and Nett. But, wow, we've, we were critical of Anderson last year for not stepping up when given the chance to step up. And then Gio had to kind of come back in and be that guy. <clears throat> There's no safety net this year for Rasmus, and he's, he's done exceptionally well. He's our, he's our guy. Um, I've I've been impressed with his performances so far, very prof and I've been impressed with everybody's uh, except really Zadorov. But uh, Sutter doesn't seem to be impressed with Zadorov either because he got benched. But I think is it benched or is he injured? Because I I, th I still think it's a dubious point, right? Like I don't know if he's. It it seems like an injury. Was there I, I don't no know. news on this? No clarification. I, I couldn't find anything, but. The way he was skating, other, I mean, if he skates like that normally, Jesus, that's, that's scary, right? But to me, like, when I watched him in the Edmonton game, he looked hurt. Like, the I mean, way I, he was I, moving. I, I guess we're going to find out if he makes his yeah, way I back suppose. into the team, but I who's going to give way? I mean, you've, you've said, again, last episode we were critical of the good Branson signing, but, you know, you, you like him. I, I've always liked him. So, like, that's the only time I can actually say that I, I will stay consistent here. Good Branson, to me, is, is a good signing. I said it before the run. Uh, I said it in our off-season podcast. But the reason why I said it is because he reminds me of England a lot. And I was a really big England fan. I, I thought England was very underrated. And I actually have to give some credit to uh, a close buddy of ours that showed me why England is actually such a useful player on the ice. I see that a lot in Good Branson, and again, it's early, but we need a, a guy like that back there. He is scary. There was actually a play uh, in the Penguins game where I think he kind of like... 
I want to say it was in the second period, and I think some people noticed this, but he kind of flicked the puck into the stands uh, instead of dumping it in. Well, he was trying to dump it in, but it kind of got uh, sent to the stands. It was kind of funny. And when the camera panned to Goodbranson after that happened, there was a Penguins player on the bench kind of laughing at him. And, like, you could tell he was making a joke at him. And Goodbranson had, like, this stone-cold look on his face and, like, turned around and just skated away. Like, he found <laughs> zero humor in his fuck-up. Like, you could tell that a guy like that is incredibly dialed in. And I think there's a bit of a fear factor not only against the opposition, but a fear factor within the dressing room. If I'm a player and I'm younger in the NHL, I'm actually kind of wanting his acceptance more than like Anderson's acceptance. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I yeah. kind of like, I mean, maybe it's a generational thing. Maybe my age is a little bit uh, different in this case, but I actually liked getting along with like the towering influences in the room. Rather than the earning their respect, you yeah, know? Man, feeling like, like you belonged. Absolutely. Um, I I understand that. Yeah. yeah. I I. I mean, what? <laughs> at this point, I'm just like, trust Sutter. He knows what but, he's but doing. I, I will say something about Anderson. You you're absolutely right. Like he's definitely been night and day, uh, versus last season. And that's definitely got to be and, a, a you know, effect. My usual criticism of Hannafin is that he's always just kind of like a mild melancholy kind of thing. Like he's, he's like, you just feel like you, you, you might feel like you've got a cold coming on. That's how I always feel about <laughs> Hannafin. I just kind of feel, you know, normal, healthy now with him. So that's an improvement. Oh, good. Um, Tan- Tanev has been doing what Tanev does and Tanev has been doing it well. And, like the standout performer so far who's solidified his spot in the lineup as far as I'm concerned is Shillington. Like, wow. Uh, extremely impressive debut, impressive performances. Even Stone came into the lineup when I can't remember who was hurt. Hannafin. Hannafin was hurt. Just that's the kind of guy we need as our seventh man is Michael Stone. I'm totally fine having him there to do that. And and we're big. We we we're always big. have been yeah. big Shillington fans. I I think like at least for us, on a personal uh, level, we feel it, it. It's nice to see it. I know he's I w- a good player. I was critical of the D signings because I thought it was blocking a, pla- a path for our young players, and I didn't give Shillington any credit. I was like, Mackey should be playing. I just thought I kind of thought Shillington had been written off already by the organization, but. Damn, the guy is taking taking his chance, and he yeah, deserves it. And he like, had a really good game against I, the Penguins. I think if Sutter is playing this merit based hockey, it's only boding well for the club, and it looks like everybody is buying in, and that that buy in is tangible. It's visible. I can feel it. I can see it. I like. I just watch it. There was a play, a power play. I haven't seen Goudreau skate like that around the net, and he just looked threatening, and he looked dominant. And it's been a long, long time since I've seen that. And, you know, whatever recipe Sutter concocted to get that out of him, my God, man, the guy, the guy is, for better or for worse, the best coach we've ever had. I will say one more thing about Anderson. Like, I, I am, I'm still a bit skeptical because if you do recall, he did start off pretty good last year too. When they, I don't think it was, yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't this good. He but, had his chance, and he should have run with it. He didn't. Yeah, I, I don't, and again, is it a function of the role he was given? I don't know. This year just seems to be more consistency. It's not, a, it's not a barn burner point season or anything like that. He's just consistent, and he's doing his job well. And maybe, and maybe it was a, a talk with Sutter and him going, look, I'm not giving you this pivotal, core, the core role that I gave that, I mean, that, Giordano has witnessed his whole career here. I'm going to give you the, yeah, you're the first line, but that's where it ends, man. Like, we, we expect you to have X amount of points. You should be doing this defensively. You should be doing this offensively. You're going to get the power play, the end. Maybe he simplified Anderson's, you know, goals on the team, being like, you need to achieve this, this, and this, the end. I don't want you to feel the burden of captaincy. I don't want you to feel the burden that you are the number one go-to defender on the team. No ifs, ands, or buts. 
I just want you to be part of a unit. And it seems like Sutter is, he's implementing this unit mentality, which we've seen before. And he did that with Los Angeles, was highly successful. And a lot of that was due with due to a good mix of players and a great goalie. We don't. I don't know if we have that mix of players yet. It's still too early, but we certainly have the goalie, and and everybody seems to be bought in with the unit mentality. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like we do have good players, um, and we have the good goalie. I mean, the parallels to two thousand four are there, like. There are not a lot of standout names on that 2004 team. Like, our, if you look at our defensive core, it's very similar to what we see now. Like, who is the standout name there? Robin Regeer? Why do you keep going back in time? Okay, okay, sorry. sorry no, I'm sorry. just, I'm curious. Like, no, I'll entertain it. I'm it just, not trying it just to be remi- a dick. It reminds me a lot, uh, like, <laughs> this was a very... Uh, you gotta let it go, man. Very Kiprasov week for Markstrom. Yeah, sure, but I mean, why can't we just say it's a Markstrom week for Markstrom? It is a Markstrom week for Markstrom, and Markstrom is the guy, and like, I love that he's performing. I'm but sorry, I'm not trying to be a dick. It's just listen, why do I, we keep I will doing st- this? I will stop going back to 2004 <laughs> when we win another when we win a cup. Yeah, okay? but that okay, but you know, Tyler, like, we're gonna be here forever. Okay, you and I are gonna be 90, and then we're still gonna be doing a podcast nobody's listening to anymore because it's gonna be some fuck like metaverse audio thing, whatever it is. Like, stop it. Just move oh, oh, on. Okay. We need to move forward to greener Let, pastures. Speaking of forward, let's go to the forwards. <laughs> wow, what a what a segue. <laughs> Fucking Where do you want to start? One. Let's start let's you, start you the bottom. Start. How do you feel about Monaghan on the fourth line? I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm absolutely fine with it. It seems to be doing on, he seems dude. to he seems to be doing okay there. Yeah, I mean that's and where he, he belongs be, right now. He seems to be accepting it and that's fine. I mean no one, no one can question his professionalism when it comes to an uh, uh, ego beating like this. Honestly, I don't think anybody on this Flames team, though, is either too upset about playing with Milan Lucic because, my God, that guy has come here and kind of redone his reputation. He's uh, <laughs> James Neal was the worst end of that deal by far. Absolutely. He's on a PTO in St. Louis for seven hundred fifty. We, we, we like, knew that from the get go. Lucic is uh. He's rehabilitated himself. He's tried hard. He's been getting more goals than Austin Matthews, as I've heard on Twitter. And, uh, like, I don't think anybody really minds playing with him on the Flames just because of his presence. And I feel like everybody feels like they've got your back. Let's talk about last episode we talked about. uh, Just going to say one thing we might have said, right? As a joke, I was like, Tyler Pitlick is going to turn out good for us. He kind of has. He actually has, yeah. I, I, um, again, I apologize for Tyler's comments and not mine. I was clearly on board with Tyler Pitlick. I thought he was the best thing to happen to this club. So, way to go. Shame on you once again, <laughs> Tyler. Uh, yeah, That no, line of him, Coleman, and Backland. There's nothing wrong with it. They, they, they are doing... And what they need to we've do. been critical of Backlund too. <laughs> Bob, okay, look, can we rewind here? He deserves it. Again, it's 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 an amazing road trip. It was five games, five for five. There is nothing that makes me happier to see at least one of my fucking teams that I live and die for to do well. Okay, because it's been a goddamn long time. You're in the same boat. Um. So let's put that aside. I still don't think... I want to see this for another 10, 20 games, right? It's, and I'm not saying win every game. I'm saying play like this every game. For the next 10, 20... I'll, I will fully become a believer at that point that something, something very promising is potentially happening, right? I'm going to praise the guys right now all day, every day. But make no mistake, I still have a bit of skepticism because I feel like you and I and, and, and everyone that listens have seen this before. We have. It's almost like that, it's like that new coach effect, right? When we had Hartley the first year, we were crushing it. He won the fucking Jack Adams. You know, when we got Bill Peters, who, who he's in a cave in, in Eastern Europe, in Russia, he's fucking, like, even in his first year, we, we were crushing it, 
right? But I, I don't feel like Sutter is a new coach for us because of his history yeah. with the organization. And that's the that's a differentiating factor, absolutely. I'm just saying I've been I've been so heartbroken. But before. I understand your point. Yeah. The new the new coach bump. Yeah. I, I'm trying not to speak too much, but I'm just saying let's wait a few more games here. But this road trip was incredibly impressive. There's nothing I can say about the forwards, to be honest with you. Uh, they've done well. Yeah. Like, it's all positive. They're, they're clicking. They're performing well. Mangiapane, wow. Lindholm, I mean, wow. Um, two guys who've just performed exceptionally in the opening month of the NHL. And uh, I, 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 I do kind of want to see Mangiapane have a more defined role but he's been he's been on our third line and second power play and he's been putting up these numbers and his hunger and determination just i i can't feel like that's contagious and that that uh inspires the rest of the team and here's an additional fact i think it's not really about what line one line two line three line four i think the lines are so tight Time-wise, we, yeah. we looked up the time on ice for Manjipani versus Goudreau, for example. They were only split up by a minute or two. Not mm-hmm. even, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think we need and, to and look... I, I did notice Sutter is rolling the second power play, power play line sometimes uh, ahead of the first. Absolutely. So, And I think that kind of speaks to Sutter's confidence in the depth that he sees. I still don't see the depth that will take us to the promised land here, so to speak. But he's running the team to the point where it's like, it doesn't really matter if you're on line three or line one on even strength plays. You're, you're given a tight time frame to do your thing. For a guy like Manjipani to have seven goals, and he was tied, I don't know if Ovechkin scored since, but he was tied with Ovechkin for number one in the league on the third line. Yeah. Which is... So fucking impressive. Manjipani deserves probably the most praise right now on the team for not only, obviously, scoring, but number two, his effort level on every shift is above and beyond, I would say, any player I've been watching so far this season. And it is, I, I, I do think it's, it's um, what's the word I'm looking for here? I think it is contagious. But the effort, too, has seen a, a cumulative improvement. I think sure. that he's smarter. Mangiapane was always a guy who gave us effort, and he's still the guy who's giving us effort. But so is everybody else now. I am watching these games, and I'm not seeing anybody going out there giving less than their best. And uh, that's not something I've seen for a while with the Flames. And honestly, it's uh, you know how we talked about last episode. We weren't too excited. It's made me excited again. Like this team has. This team is not a team I'd recognize or what I thought would be coming out and. I'm wholeheartedly impressed with our first seven games, essentially, aside, aside from the first two, which we kind of, well, we, we've still played hard, but we lost, and that's, that's how it goes. But I If mean, we lose and we play like, I mean, the Anaheim game is a bit of a weird one, but if we go down fighting, I have no problem losing. We're going to lose. Like, I just it's think gonna we've happen. come out in these other games and we've out, We've outcompeted other teams, and uh, that's been grossly apparent. And I think that we haven't been deflated, and we haven't given up. Even giving up a sure. three-goal lead against Washington, we still sure. won the game. Yeah, and we still we, found a way to to claw it out at the end. The thing I mean, is, Washington the, is a team that can come back from three goals. I, that is exactly what I was going to say. Like, if you can, if you can kind of rally yourself as a team, you're up three nothing against a, a fairly elite team in the league. They come back, they make a 3-3. It does show that character uh, that I feel like has been lacking. Not that we've changed the personnel too much, but um, it was promising to see that. Because typical Flames would have been like, fuck me, it's 3-3, it's just, it's over, right? They, they're dejected, they're not skating, they're not shooting. But, you know, part of that is... It goes back to an earlier point you were making. There's a, there's a belief going on right now uh, that the players are bought into at this point. Is, is it the Sutter effect? Absolutely. I, I'm not going to... There's no other way to what, dice whatever it. Whatever he's done, 
is phenomenal because he has kind of turned a a good team, a mediocre team, a wishy-washy team with effort and perhaps culture problems. Um, he's turned that around. Now, I will say this. So, yeah, we, at the beginning of the episode, I was like, I disagree. What I disagree on is I don't know if it's a... I don't know if there's a culture shift yet. As think, you know, I think there is a hundred percent. So and I can I can see it and I can feel it. It seems to be very different. Like it's just But is that a function of My my gauge is the way Goudreau plays. <laughs> yeah, your your gauge is Goudreau. And, and maybe fairness, maybe Goudreau is playing for a contract. You in, know? in fairness, in maybe fairness, that's true. That's there's that's definitely uh something that needs to be considered. I think what it is that I've been seeing is not necessarily a culture shift, but a, I'm going to, I'm going to suggest, so I'm going to coach you guys to play a certain way. This way that I coach is a simplistic way to approach the game. And we are going to get results out of this way. You, you mentioned puck luck earlier in the podcast. Absolutely. The reason why we're getting that is because we're doing a ton of shots a game. We are out shooting our opponent almost every game consistently. I don't mean to say we've been lucky. No, no. I know you're not. I, I'm just yeah. saying that puck luck comes with... The, it's just kind of that the, hockey vernacular, exactly, you know? The, exactly. The approach to the game that we have right now is creating that puck luck. You have 40, 50 shots a game. You're certainly gonna have some luck in front of the net. That's that's fine. That's, I mean, when we had our 45 shot shutout, we had 35 shots ourselves. Right. So and our shot, our, we like Milan Lucic. I think puck luck when I think of Milan Lucic goal. Sorry, sorry, Milan, if you listen, but he's not listening. You can you can guarantee that, that. goal against uh, <laughs> Casey to Smith that went five hole that just got in. Yeah. That doesn't go in most of the time. No, but I mean. You, you... But it's a good hockey play. It, it's a good exactly. hockey play. Exactly. And sometimes it goes in. It, and it went in for us. Like yeah. Goudreau's goal, the snipe top shelf. That was that's unreal. That's skill. That was unreal. But Lucic's play is just a good Sutter hockey play. <laughs> and he earned it. He earned it 100%. But that's what I mean by puck luck. Like those are starting to go in for us. Because we're putting ourselves in the good place. We're putting ourselves yeah, exactly. in prime positions to get these chances. Exactly. And it's starting to pay off. And, and that's what I'm getting at, right? Like lots of shots. Uh, we're approaching the game differently through a simplistic lens, which is not a bad thing. And we're doing, we're doing things that we didn't see last season. Like that Lucic play, for example, is just one of many uh, where you're kind of just attacking the net as a big body and you're just hoping that something happens. Yeah. And that's fine. That's part of hockey. My... <laughs> I still kind of look at this as it's not necessarily a culture shift yet. It's more of a buy in. buying in onto the system of which he is trying to instill. And sure, that there are elements of culture to that. But to me, culture is a... Uh, I mean, you I, have a leader. You have guys that are... They know how to step up in the playoffs. Like, you know, guys that back each other up in a, in a scrum. I don't know if I see that yet. I'm not saying it's not there, but it's I, not I, I see there that. yet. I, I see that backing up in the scrum. I see that fight for your brother mentality. I, I don't because right now, if you noticed, Kachuk doesn't fucking smile. There's something because going I think on there. Kachuk is the one guy who's been silenced. I think somebody maybe. had a had a sit down with Kachuk and said, "Listen, man, maybe focus on playing hockey instead of being a dickhead." Maybe. And I really think that happened. And like I said to you off air, I would like to see, especially if Kachuk is not in front of the net, I would like to see Mangiapane on that first power play line instead of Kachuk. Because I just think if you have him and Goudreau, you have Lindholm and Anderson kind of quarterbacking that, and Monaghan just stirring up shit in front of the net, um, that's dangerous. Like you have these two diminutive snipers there. I like that. I like that a lot. And I, I question, what is Kachuk really bringing to our power play if he's not in front of the net? And what is it that Mangiapane can't do better than Kachuk that, that relegates him to the second power play? Not that that's any relegation yeah, but not in the itself. they're the same player. 
They're not the same. I type would player. prefer Mangiapane on that first line if it's if Kachuk is not in front of the net. If Kachuk is not causing a shitstorm and he's been marginalized in that role. Okay, but in the spirit of episode sixty six <laughs> slash order sixty six slash slash Star Wars, do you want to do you want to affect the balance of the force here? Yes. Like, yes. No, no. Hang on a sec. You just won five fucking games in a row on the road. Do you really want to? But I think the team. The I think here? the team. I mean, if 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 we believe that there, this conversation has been had with Kachuk, it for sure. And has. I think the team needs to see that Mangiapane is being rewarded for his performance, for his effort by staying on the third line, but by going to the first power play. Right. Like, listen. You know what? We're gonna try Mangiapane here, and we practiced it, and we have Goudreau and Mangiapane here, Monahan in front of the net, Lindholm, Anderson in support. I think that's very dangerous. And if you get that clicking, because we've seen the Lindholm, Kachuk, Monaghan, Goudreau defender power play since the dawn of man. <laughs> that's been what we've been doing since forever. And you mix that up and you throw Monge in that mix. And then you have Kachuk on the second power play getting in front of the net. And you have your Backlands and your Dubes and your Hannafins and whoever else, Lucic, you know, stirring up shit around there. That's fine. Try that. I would still prefer not to disturb the balance here. Yeah. If, if what, what is working now... I totally now, understand yeah, your agreement, but, your argument too. Yeah, like I, and, I'm, and to be fair, I'm not arguing with you either. I, I agree that there's a merit uh, reward here. It's fine, here. you can argue with me. No, I mean, you're yeah, allowed I to argue be wrong. All, James, I argue okay. with you all the time, but like, I I'm, I'm want to be clear that I'm not against what you're saying, but I do feel like there's value in just kind of leaving things as is until something goes wrong. And I see the value in that too. But like, for I just example, see a little bit more value in putting Manji Pani there. Yeah, like, I, look, I think if you're, let me ask you this: You're an NHL player. You're on the third line of a team, and whatever system your coach is implementing is working for you right now. What kind of pride do you have that you're on the third line, tied or at least in the top five of goal scoring in the league? Still early, but you are there. And you're playing probably the best hockey of your career. Wouldn't you feel a bit like that extra, pr- like pride because you're on the third line and pulling that off? Like, but how long is that? Gonna, how long is that going to last? Yeah, but I think Sutter still prioritizes the unit rather than the individual. So he's probably like, okay, look, he's fucking killing it right now where he is, and if he's going to continue like this, let's just leave it alone. If the power play is starting to really shit the bed, we're like the bottom five of like efficacy of our power play, then for sure mix it up. Put Monge on the first power play line, whatever, right? But until then, I don't know. Part of me doesn't want to rock the boat. You know what I mean? I understand. And it makes sense. And I think Manji Apani has a extremely professional attitude. Absolutely. And by that, I mean his attitude is perfect for this Flames team right now. And he absolutely deserves to walk into the dressing room with swagger, being like, yeah. "Bitches, I got fucking uh, this he, many goals in the he third deserves, line." Uh, but he, he doesn't. Do, but he no, doesn't. Of course not. But he no, doesn't. No, no. And and he I, deserves to be on our first line. He deserves no, to be like sure. our talisman, honestly. For sure. And I'm not. But I'm he not, doesn't. And I'm not suggesting he does. And that. I think his his emergence has helped Goudreau a lot because Goudreau, I don't think, wants to be the the number one guy, the leader in any kind of team, and the fact that he's kind of not anymore is allowing him to excel and allowing him to be who he is and i i feel as well the contract year has a lot to do with that and there's a lot of rumors coming out about is he going to resign in calgary and you know are we going to take him for eight years and blah 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 but that's another story for another day this beer tastes so much better when you have a team that wins doesn't like you know when you win anything beer tastes better i mean like doesn't beer when your team shits the bed taste like the tears of failure? Like the tears it, of it agony. tastes like you don't deserve it. You know, it tastes like piss. Really. Yeah, because you don't deserve yeah, it. Yeah, it's like you're drinking coconut. And then when your team is winning, it's like the Rolls Royce of beer. Like only a reserve, rich Jeff Bezos type can drink this <laughs> elixir of the gods when your team is winning. Like this beer right now. And I'm going to put a shameless pl- uh, plug on this beer because I do believe it's brewed in, in Alberta. It's, it is. It's brewed, it's brewed in, in Calgary. Calgary. 
for fuck's sake, Jake. Old beautiful Okami Kasu, Japanese ale. Please get this beer. Support local breweries in Calgary. Oldbeautiful.com. Not sponsored by these guys by any means. Anyway, this beer tastes fantastic. I didn't mean to interrupt anything in the podcast here, but I'm just going to pour myself another glass. I mean, is there anything else you want to discuss? I'm going to say a couple more things about Goudreau. Uh, We focus way too much on him. I think a lot of fans do. And I think it's warranted. He's our star. He's allowed to be criticized all the time. He's allowed to be praised on the same token. What I'm seeing from Goudreau right now, at least in the last five games, is a is the Goudreau that I kind of fell in love with at the this beginning. This is this is the Goudreau of the Vancouver playoff series right. where we so won. So he's finally putting in that. It's not the first effort; it's that second effort. So I don't know if I'm sure most people notice. At least the hardcores have in the last few years. When he goes into the boards, he does that weird stick play, and then he kind of turns around and then doesn't really put in that second effort. Now, he's going into the boards, he misses the puck, but then he hustles to get it back. Or, there's a play that he does that was very similar to what Datsuk used to do. And for those who weren't too familiar with Datsuk, which would be surprise me anyway, but... What he would do is he would come back and kind of do that stick check in the middle of the ice in neutral zone, steal the puck, and then basically have an odd man rush. Goodrill's starting to do that again. He used to do that in his first two, three years. And it was very, it was very effective. Whatever Sutter is telling him, it's working. I don't want to rock the boat with it. I think that he deserves praise right now. Is it, is it motivated for a new contract with the Flames, or is it motivated to show his value to the Flyers? I don't know. (laughs) I'm going to throw it out there because it's still not out of the realm of possibility. And you know this, too. And people listening to this know. My gut gut says he's leaving at this point, but... I still believe that, too. I, I do feel like there is now a possibility that he stays. But my gut says he's probably going. But that's neither here nor there right now. I mean, it's not important. I want to live in this moment. Yeah, it's not I'm important. I'm looking forward He's playing to the well. game on Saturday. Yeah, it's it's not important. He's We're playing, playing Philly now. at home, ironically. Yeah, there you go. They just beat Edmonton. They're on a bit of a high, but thank you, Flyers. You know what I'd that. love to see is us make this six and zero. Oh. And uh, of course, I'd love that because I'm a Flames fan. But I I wanted to say one more thing is that you know we kind of. <laughs> I think we're damned because we we at this point it's it's go flames go every game and I know in the last episode it's always it's been like, go flames go I, every I know, game. I, Come I know on, I know I know but but we're also fans for the long term. Yeah, of because course. we got to think about the future. Yeah, we're stuck with this team. And <laughs> I don't think we're going to finish last anymore or anywhere near last and Again, I think it's we should... early. It's early. It takes uh, five losses to no, man. ruin your we're morale. We're not going to finish anywhere near Arizona sucks. And, and Arizona sucks. Seattle sucks to the depths of the fucking core of the earth. Like, like it, it takes only a few Anaheim losses. and LA are so bad too. They're not going to like we're not even going to be anywhere near the bottom. We're just going to be mediocre if we don't finish playoffs. So let's get playoffs. And I think this, with Vegas kind of sucking, and, you know, do we want to talk about the Eichel to Vegas thing? Whatever. It doesn't really matter. I think we're kind of, you and I are both on the same page that Eichel's injury is just a bit too much of a, of a stumbling block to give up that many assets oh, for. Oh, for sure. For, for me, before, the, before it really got out how bad his injury was, like how he needed, like hip, or sorry, like spine, not a spine surgery, but like that neck surgery or whatever it is, like... I was like, no. We've already gone through this with Monaghan. Monaghan is a... Yeah. He, he's been essentially on the IR for the last, like, three, four years. <laughs> but he's been playing, obviously. But I, I, can't, I, I can't support a move where we have someone that's had already major surgeries happen so early in their career. It, it, like, it's very odd. Look, he's on the fourth line. And it's not a it's not a knock on Monaghan. I like I I am empathetic toward these injuries. They're they're major injuries, but 
the reality is you're running a club, you're running a business, you can't bring damaged goods to your club and then give up a bunch of assets, which the league itself, the league itself is not really valuing still. That said, the question to you is, if Goudreau keeps this up, if, let's say, Lindholm keeps this, like, let's say all these players keep this up right now, and we know that Goudreau really doesn't want to stay here. Are you making that big move that we, I mean, you're kind of stuck. You don't want to lose him on a free. Do you make that big move? What's the big move? Is it a free trading, agent signing? Trading, no, trading Johnny. So if he I continues feel like, this. I feel like if we're, if we're in first in the Pacific or if we're in uh, second in the Pacific, we're not trading him. But if we're kind of lower playoff team to bubble playoff team to fringe looking in we we should for sure but i feel like if we're if we're rental. going if we're playing well if we play like this all season and we're not we're not trading him at all like he's a player that we're going to keep and we need him I, I i do think more than ever now that there is a possibility possibility that we try to keep him but this is a this is a probably a conversation eight, for another episode an but, eight year con yeah, yeah another but episode. like listen but like, i wanted yeah. to ask you uh, did you want to talk about anything else in the greater NHL? And by that, I mean Chicago. I know we're, we're, <laughs> we're a pretty much a political podcast. I don't want to get into that kind of thing, but... Oh, I have plenty of opinions that I never say on here. Yeah, um, but it's, it is... It's, not, it's disheartening. It is. And um, fuck, like it's... I, I, but, you know, to be honest, I'm not surprised. So no. I, I think... I think uh, yeah, I think people have known and dressing rooms have known for a while that kind of hockey culture isn't the necessarily the greatest thing on earth, but I hope I hope some positive change is on the way. Yeah, like I'll I'll say this, I think like right now socially speaking, there's a lot of stuff going on. Everyone's got their opinions on it. I'm not going to say mine on this like this yeah. is this, this is a this flame, is a, this this is a flames, flames podcast this is a flames podcast at the end of the day my friends are the only people that i'll talk about my views on any any of this stuff really a- anything but in this case i think we need to put in perspective many things right and ultimately everyone's a human being and so as long as we treat each other with respect i think you won't see problems. I think the, yeah. the issue is that I think there's a, there's always got to be some like baseline level respect that comes into play to being just a human being in general. We all share this planet. We all live in the same country or city or whatever it is. If you just have like just a standard of respect for people and I look like if someone treats you like a fucking dick, then yeah, like you don't have to respect them. But, there is a candor that comes with living in a society, li- being on a team, living in a city. Like, I think if everyone was just a bit more kinder to each other, we wouldn't have these problems. And that's kind of where I'll leave it at. It, but at the same token, it's like, you know, a lot of stuff is manifesting these days. And I just hope everyone realizes that if we're just a little bit nicer to each other, we can keep things a little bit more simpler in this life and we can live it a little bit better. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we had our own thing with Bill Peters, and it's not to be put in the same bracket as that or anything like that, but it's just, yeah, it's kind of, it's just sad and disheartening when you see these things come out, and you just wish the world was a better place. Right, but I mean, but this is life, right? Yeah. Like, and so, you know, life throws you a few curveballs and and it's just the way you need to deal with it. So there's obviously ways to, I think, <laughs> approach these, debate these, but our show is not for that. But I think it was a good idea that you brought it up. So hopefully <sighs> things get better <laughs> on this planet. Like, there's a lot of bullshit going on and everyone needs to kind of just Chill the fuck out, and let's just treat each other better. And Do you know where a lot of the day. bullshit goes on? Where Edmonton. And this is I, this I heard is, it, and I think this is this is where everyone will agree on the. Show. I heard a great joke the other day. You ready? Why is it so windy in Calgary? Why? 
Because Vancouver blows and Edmonton sucks. Fucking there you go. <laughs> Take that to the bank, everybody. Uh, but I think, yeah. uh, I think uh, you know, that's a, that's a good place to call it a day. I mean, we haven't recorded in such a short time span between episodes in a long time. This we, is 10 actually, days between episodes. We actually had time. Like we're busy well, it wasn't time. I think we were both excited. We're like, I want to do this episode yeah, no, because sure. we went out there and we 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 kicked ass. But I mean, like, it is it is hard to make these episodes when we suck. And and look, I'm gonna stand behind. I, I still don't think we have a plan. And but like, look, I'm gonna ride this just yeah. like every other fan. But I still don't see a plan. I still don't see this team doing well in the playoffs if we make it. Like, I I still don't see a a crux to this team that is shouting to me that we are a playoff team. It's still super early. I'm not going to get into absolutes, but I just don't see anything right now. I would just say in our defense, go back and look at Flames Twitter after the Anaheim loss versus today. Everybody is like us. Nobody predicted this. Oh, coming. absolutely. Yeah. Anyone that said that they predicted five, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. yeah no, fuck nobody, off. Nobody predicted a five. Up. Everybody was like doomsday like us. Fuck you. But hey, we just we 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 kind of owned it mostly. Yeah, because Tyler fucked up. Yeah, I did, I did. But I mean, <laughs> like I said at the beginning, and I'll say it again at the end. Thank you so much for listening. I mean, this enriches our experience. We really appreciate it. We love hearing from you guys, and we love doing this. And it's just it's just a lot of fun. And I am honestly, contrary to episode sixty five. I am excited for every Flames game that comes my way now, and I am dialed into the TV, at whether it's 5, 7, or 8, or God damn it, those 11 a.m.s on Saturday morning versus Washington, but hey, we still get her done. Uh, this has been Order 66. Episode 66. Of the Flames Fancast. Thank you so much for listening. Have yourselves a great morning, afternoon, or night. Bye-bye.